Hello, welcome to Greenhouse Live. After what is a very pleasing evening, Matt, um, welcome. Second time in five weeks we've kept an opposition to zero. Um, we, we wouldn't have dreamed of that last year. No, well, I mean, to do it in torrential downpour in the, against the Titans, and let's face it, the Titans had very little attack watching their yep. halves go down, so we'll sort of give them a pass a bit there. But tonight against a team that was also 3-1 and one and has yep. looked likely at scoring points in all the games they've played... Um, I, I didn't think that was as bad against the Chooks as some of the other, other people have said um, in their one loss. But tonight we were all over them from the first minute and that was just wonderful stuff. Yeah, and look, it certainly wasn't certainly wasn't a classic game and, and you know, there, there wasn't the, the most free-flowing attack that, that we would have liked to have hoped for. And I think we'll talk about that a lot, that, you know, we dominated that first half in particular and could only put one try on the board. But just very, very pleasing that we're... We're standing up in defence, and whenever we get under a bit of pressure, we we just look like we can stand stand up to that and have that solidness in defence that that we just didn't think was there um, in past years. So that that is very very pleasing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it's interesting that we're talking about a team that was all over their opposition, and yet we probably can't single out too many outstanding performances singularly, which makes the 3-2-1 tonight on the GH voting um, a bit trickier this week. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do that at the end, but but don't forget to do that. Let's get that, that plug in for Steve um, straight straight away, but um, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I think it's a hard one to, to do the 3-2-1. We'll talk about that um, at the end, as I say, but going through it, it was, it was a hard game at times to to really say who was who was sort of the the best players because we did dominate but we didn't ever quite break free and yeah as as good as we played at times I thought our decision making at other times was actually very poor I thought Hodjo um got his hands on the ball a lot tonight but he made some made some uncharacteristically poor decisions Whiten made some great moves as he does but also made some bad decisions yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't clean, was it? No, look, it wasn't clinical. Um, but at the same time, I thought it was very professional. That first half, we kept putting the ball in the end goal. We kept getting repeat yep. sets. We kept pushing them all the way. And and I mentioned it, I think, last week that we are causing turnovers with our defence. And it's not just the big hits yep. that dislodge balls. I, I'm talking about defence up in people's faces and forcing the opposition to try and push that extra pass or push an offload that isn't there because they're behind the game and, and our defence is so good that they feel like they've got to get around us some other way. And yeah, that's, that's very pleasing. That's exactly right. Um, I think that's, you know, they, they really are um, unable to, to, to just break free. Which And we still haven't seen tries up the middle, you know, easy tries up, up the middle that we, we saw so often last year. And, and now... I mean, the best form of attack is to have the ball in your hands, or best form of defence is to have your... Probably the best form of attack, too. But yeah. Best, best form of defence is to have the ball in your hands. pretty hard for them to score when, when you're, you're in, in good field position and holding onto the football. And, and I think they only completed eight sets in the first half, which, which obviously um, makes it pretty hard for them. But we, we are just putting that pressure on, earning those, earning those turnovers from just hard defence. And we are hitting hard. Like Tonight, I just thought we just hit so hard all the time because yeah. we saw that um, guys... Um, you know, we saw, obviously, Blake Ferguson just got smashed all night and, yeah. then, and eventually he's got some broken ribs out of the whole thing, But which I don't think there'll be too many tears. Or, and a nose, I believe. And a nose, yeah. Well, which was and, already and he got, pretty ugly. And he got that cut in the mouth yeah. um, 
early on and they, th- they threw a couple of balls to him that were, were rather wide. He, he almost needed to be on a roof to catch him, I would have thought. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I had to use that one, sorry. Um, but yeah, I just thought that, um, you know, that, that just showed the hardness that we showed and just the attack we've got on the, on, the, on the player. And you can see the spirit we've got too. When we have one of those big hits, everyone's in, everyone's yep. around, you know. Yep. This, this really is, uh, you know, and, and let's, not, let's not get too carried away. We're 4-1, which is a fantastic spot to be, but we've beaten four teams that didn't make the finals last season. So let's, let's you know, keep that in perspective and... I think you know the three teams we've beaten before tonight. I wouldn't have thought will make the finals either on their on their current form. So um, Para's obviously gone a bit better this year too. But I think there's a there's a bit to go for them too to make the finals. So we're not we're not beating the top four teams. So um, keep it in perspective. But the attitude is just so much different, yeah. and and that seems to me that's going to take us a lot further <clears throat> forward, even if we're maybe not the you know maybe you know we're going to have to be a bit more precise against the top teams because we are still making a few too many mistakes and that's going to hurt us against the top teams, there's no question about that. Um, but whilst we've got this attitude, I think that we are we are a real chance and and it's got to be a big, big credit to the coach. I mean, we've, we've you know, Ricky's been coach for, this is his fourth or fifth year and, and there's been a lot of criticism. Fifth or sixth. Sixth year, sixth. there you go, wow. Um, time flies when you're having, having fun, that hasn't always <laughs> been fun. Um, you know, he's got his fair share of criticism, and, 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 and fair enough too at times. And, and you know, there's, it's, it's not unfair to say that at maybe a couple of other clubs he, he might have run out of chances. But, you know, him and, and I think Cappy McFadden coming back to the club mm. this year and, and Brett White, you know, what they promised going into the, into the pre-season is absolutely what they've delivered in spades, which is a new attitude in defence. Now, part of it you might say, where was that for the last five years? But Decade. Maybe well, two decades. He, has, he hasn't been coaching him for that no, time. But, but still. But, but it is just so different, and it feels so different. <clears throat> yeah, look, it's, it's been a really different year, and um, I know that Cappy has, you know, we've got to put a lot of credit to him for getting us Nickel Clockstad because he's been outstanding. Um, but I don't think enough has really been said about guys like Sutton, and obviously, I mean, everyone's seen what Bateman can do. But the last three weeks, Sutton's been phenomenal. He's gone from a guy that I thought was really pushing to make the 17 in, in um, the trials to being one of our best forwards out there at the moment. And um, I know that we brought him along and hoping that he would be that because he was supposed to be a fringe guy for the England, sec- you know, a- England A-side. Um, but his last few weeks have been phenomenal. But attitude in defence is the biggest thing. And one guy I want to single out, and it's quite obvious that he's probably right up there as one of our best at the moment, is Bateman. That guy is yelling at his team the whole game long. He's pointing out where you need to be. He's, he's pointing at traffic. He's directing players. He's pulling teammates left and right to try and get the line set. Um, he's the first guy to run over when there's a, you know, there's a good play. If someone does something really well, like causes a turnover or whatever, he's the first guy there. And, and I noticed tonight, and I don't know if you could see it on the big screen or anything, but he was walking out the back plenty of times, pumping up the crowd. We had Sia Soiola doing the same thing, running up and down the touchline. So the boys are really feeling it at the moment, and they're really hearing the crowd. So, I mean, I know we've got Easter Sunday coming up next week. Um, we had 16,000 tonight. On a we, Sunday we, night, that's, that's extraordinary. Yeah, how, many, how many games?
Australians would ever have 16,000 at 6 o'clock on a Sunday night. That is that is an extraordinary crowd. And look, we know it's probably a bit easier to get home on a Sunday night from in Canberra than what it is um, and in, holidays, in Sydney. Yeah, is, oh, is it? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, certainly not holidays for me at the moment. I'm rather busy. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, but but sixteen thousand is, is unbelievable. But but just getting back to to John Bateman, I mean, his passion is just wow. unbelievable for for a guy who's who's only just obviously only just come to the country and just come to the come to the city. His his passion for the club is just amazing. And yeah. and and I think when we when we bought him, I think we knew we had a good player. But I don't think any of us quite knew just how how much of a leader he was. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Ryan Sutton, I, I really want to pump him up because yeah. I just think he is. You know, when, when we beat, who was it, Newcastle here, I, I was really talking him up yeah, after yeah. that. And, and I talked him up after Cowboys last week and maybe a couple of others sort of thought, oh, maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself there. But um, I just thought, he just he's just so impressive every week. And, and I mean, unfortunately, we've lost Tarpany again. We'll talk about that in a sec. But <clears> but <throat> regardless of even if Tarpany was to be back for, for an extended period, you really couldn't not start with Sutton now because he delivers because he gets us over the advantage line early on. And what I thought they did tonight is it allowed Papali to play a bit wider. He did. And as soon as he played a bit wider, he becomes much, much more valuable. I don't think he's he's not a bash and barge prop. Not at all. Not at all. all. So as soon as you get him a bit wider tonight... He gets a bit of space. He becomes very, very dangerous. I thought he was great tonight in that, and he set that up in the first um, first half. I think he had something like ten runs, about eighty-eight metres. I think he had something like thirty-four post-contact metres in the first half. That we ended with one hundred and fifty-four, I think, and thirty odd tackles. So did he? Yeah, well, he big didn't get night, big night for Papa. Yeah, well, he didn't get a lot of game time in the second half, but but I just thought that allowed him. That that uh, at that space that, that he hadn't had in like he was great that first game against the Titans, but then I just felt at times Papali's been a little bit wasted in the middle. Yeah, that he hasn't been able to use his real strength, which and he's not he's not sort of a wide running player because he's not that quick, but he's but he needs a bit of space. And as soon as, he's, as soon as he gets a bit of space, he's so much more dangerous. He's so much more dangerous on the offloads. Um, and and Sutton being there has has made a massive difference to that, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about the how do you fit the full back rowers in, and we yeah. also talked about, after the Storm game especially, that we lacked some go-forward. Yeah. So having that extra go-forward middle, which meant, of course, Bateman... I mean, admittedly, that was a case of Bateman being pushed to the edge because Tarpany was injured, but it allowed Sutton to come in and it gave us that third go-forward in the middle. Um, and the last three weeks, it's it's really proven to be valuable. Um, I actually quite liked everything Tarpany did by that dumb penalty tonight. Um which was a true shame. I thought it was a really good comeback for him right up to the point that he stayed down. Look, that's, that is really disappointing. So he's, he looks like he's done his ankle. In fact, I don't think there's any doubt he has done his ankle. Um, they're saying on the TV, Cinders Moses, you'd have to think that's a probably six to eight week injury. So yeah. he's going to be out for a while, which is just really disappointing because he just can't seem to take a trick at the moment. He's had that hand injury a number of times. He's had a couple of suspensions, which I guess maybe, you know, is, is, is his own fault. But but he's had that and just injuries. He just doesn't seem to be able to get a run going. He's going to probably miss, you know, he's probably not going to be back to the second half, half of the season now, which is really, really disappointing because, um, you know, he's... he's I, you know, you know, know how much I rate him. That, um, regardless of whether he plays, where he plays, so whether he plays that sort of role off the bench like he had tonight, which you've got Junior um, there, Steve. You've got that, those sort of things. So there's Junior, Junior Palo coming, who, who I thought had a reasonable game tonight, but but again we're probably still seeing that 
those big bopper forwards, I don't think quite get you the value for money that um, you know you would you would hope for the sort of money they command. Look, I, I thought he was dangerous at times, yeah. um, but being a former player meant that there was a bit more passion about our boys going at him in defence. I think, and and I think we got the better of him in the end. Um, I thought there was one moment in the second half where. Um, Kotrick sort of just ran over the top of Mitchell Moses and he thought, oh, that's easy enough. Then he ran into Junior Parlow. They are a bit different, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I um, think he, he looked over his right shoulder and went, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Moses one was okay, but then Junior Parlow and thought, well, maybe he shouldn't have done that. But um, no, look, I think I think that's that's exactly right. And again, Dunamis Lewis, another one who I think, and I know other people don't necessarily rate him that highly, but I just think he's doing the job early on and getting yeah. the meters that we didn't see against um, Melbourne. Now, wait until we play a really good team and we'll see how we go early on because I think that's probably my big worry is that we can't get the meters early. Um, but... Yeah, I just think we're doing the job early on and getting and getting that start going. I think we got a lot of push off the bench too. I think Havili had a really good game tonight, and and Soliola had a really good game coming off the bench. Well, Soliola's been good all year. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought Havili came on and really broke the game open. Um, well, he did. He his speed his speed um, and and late footwork was great. I mean, I, it didn't help that he hurt his knee, and so he was yep. sort of propping on one leg there. Um, for his, well, it wasn't even his second stint for the second half of his first stint. Yeah. Um, he obviously obviously picked up a niggle which wasn't quite comfortable. But I th- I think he's underrated as a utility forward, and I've tried to mention it a few times um, on the greenhouse lately that these days you, your hooker tends to play eighty minutes, mm. which means you need a guy on the bench that mm. can cover hooker if that guy goes down. It's an injury cover. A lot of teams are running a back, which I feel like is a very big waste of space. We're very lucky to have a guy who can genuinely play hooker. And he's quite adept at playing middle forward, running forward. And, um, you know, there are a few teams that have similar players, but we're very lucky to have a Vili playing that oh, role. Oh, we are. We do. We get a lot of, uh, you know, and, and it was his step early on that set up that first try. So we'd had all of that play and hadn't been able to, to score. He came on with a bit of fresh legs, gave us that step, and then put Papali through, mm. um, which was which was great. So that's, that's really fortunate. We do have a nice balance, it seems, at the moment with our team because we do have a couple of guys in, in you know, Whitehead and Bateman who, who Tony, who potentially can... Um, oh, don't put the camera on him. It's like Mickey Mouse. He's not allowed to be out of costume. Steve? It's Victor the Viking. Um, yeah, I always well, joke to him... Victor Viking. Victor Viking. I always joke to Tony that, um, yeah, he's, he's like Mickey Mouse. not allowed to be out <laughs> at Disney World. I think they're... Um, I think they use a whole heap of Mexicans to do this, but um, they're not allowed to actually ever have the costume off and yeah. they have to walk in tunnels underneath. But anyway, that's um, totally off topic. But um, yeah, I just think that we've got that little bit of balance there with, with Bateman and um, Whitehead. Whitehead that can go into the centres. So we do allow us to carry that, that, that four forwards. And, and that's probably meant that we have one that doesn't get a lot of game time. Hudson Young's been that the last couple of weeks. He got a bit bigger stint tonight because of Tarpany going off. Yep. But it does still allow us to have that rotation even when we get an injury. So that is that is very pleasing. Um, talked about that first try, the second try. I want to talk about that because I was about to explode because we, you know, we obviously only got one try in the first half. We were eight points up at at half time, which which really wasn't enough points for the for no, the dominance we'd had. That's, that's right. And um, we then go and I, I were debating exactly what tackle this was, but I th- I think it was only about the second or third tackle. And Hogson puts a kick in, which was a terrible kick. 
and um, I saw Ricky on the bench, and he was about to explode. I was about to explode. Another like, chair was about to, oh, to, well, to get belted, I'm Well, there was sure. too big a crowd for me tonight. I couldn't kick, kick a chair in front. There was too many people sitting in front of them. But, um, but I was about <coughs> to, and then suddenly we scored a try, which, yeah. was a, which was fantastic work from Whitehead to kick through that second go rather than just the natural thing is to dive bit on of, that bit ball. of English soccer skills coming out yeah. it was it was it was um, and um, that was that was uh, uh, very 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 good to see and we got the try but it really wasn't a great play but but it was scrappy and sometimes sometimes you need a bit of luck after you've been been going along there but but very very pleasing to get there um, I think we might start to get to some of the comments on a Sunday night Hang on, we can try and get back to the start. It's so there's probably plenty of comments. Um, yeah, Mike, Mike Stevenson's, Stevenson's excited. Impressed with the numbers in the tackle and also the line speed. Well, I have yeah. to agree, our defence yeah. has been very good and line speed's a massive Well, point. line speed, and I think we are defending in a line. That's the most important mm. thing. And, and I actually saw that all through all three grades. We'll talk about the other grades a bit later, but we won all three grades tonight, and I actually saw that through all three grades, is that we do have that defensive line I think set very very well, and 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 they're struggling to get through us, and that is not something we've been saying too often over the last couple of years. Our good mate Tarzo reckons they're the best performance of the year. Um, did the para, uh, did Parramatta get the boy down our end, and defence was amazing. I think, oh, I think a, that's supposed to be a ball. Must be some sort of autocorrect there, <laughs> Tarzo. Um, yeah, look, I'm not so sure if it was our best best um, win, to be honest. I, I you know I thought it was a bit scrappy at times, but. But uh, very, very good defensively again. Uh, Adam Gill, Sia had immediate impact when coming on. I know he does it every week, but very noticeable again tonight. Yep. Uh, Steve Spencer, Jack White and pulling down that high ball for the try was the best moment of the game. I'd agree. Well, that was brilliant. And But to me, that, that, that I said at the time, that, that's, why I think he's, that's why I think he's best position in centre, because mm. that's the sort of thing he can do. Um, he won't play centre because we need him in other positions and we've got two pretty good centres to start with. So that's not going to change, but um, that's what he can do. And, and, and again, it was rocks and diamonds because, of course, the next set he kicks it out on the full. And, and that's, that's a little bit what he's doing. He's making some mistakes. But, but his, his attack in defence, so we talk about line speed, we talk mm. about ability to defend. <clears throat> him being in the line and his strength has been a big, big part well, of that turnaround. It, he's one of the reasons Ferguson was yeah. belted and, and batted all... all um all through that game, I mean, he caused a turnover deep, deep in their in their half, uh, which I think we ended up getting two repeat sets afterwards. So yep. um, I have to agree with that, obviously. And I think what we do is we see that, and we see that Whiten's actually in the line there, mm. and that that's one of the reasons why Croker's defending so well too, because I think he's got the confidence. He's got the con- <laughs> yeah, go right. <laughs> He's got the confidence in the line. It's um, Katrina, Katrina Fanning, who's the new uh, board member for the yeah. Raiders, actually. We should have asked her to stop. Katrina, you want to come on? Aha. Uh-huh. Katrina, welcome. Sean. Hey. Hey, Sean. And Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello. Um, Katrina, we just to introduce you to everyone. This is Greenhouse Live. We do this on Facebook Live That's for right. a lot of Raiders fans. Yep. Just thought I'd grab you. You're our new board member. Well, so welcome board to member. the uh, Raiders board. And um, must be a good time to be on any time in sport when you... Good time to be around when they're winning. Oh, look, there's obviously been a lot of effort put into to the team yeah. over the years, but to see uh, things coming together the way it is at the moment is fantastic. Yep. Just been down the sheds, the mood down there amongst the players, the family supporters, just yep. fantastic. 
16,000 people in the stadium on a really good footy afternoon, and they turn into a performance like that, especially the defensive efforts, just fantastic, right? Yeah, and that's, that's exactly right. We're just saying, you know, to get get um, two two uh, scoreless games in five games, you know, for where we're at with defence, you know, in the last know, couple right? of years is amazing. It's really that's tough, so, especially those last few minutes. They're you know unlikely to get run down, but still playing for everything yeah. as if it's the start of the game. Really, yeah. really. You know, important stuff. Yeah, and and, and we you touched on the sixteen thousand. I mean, that's amazing. We're just saying there wouldn't be there wouldn't Sunday be a ground, yeah, exactly. a ground in the NRL where they get sixteen thousand on Sunday night. Oh, not at that six o'clock time. Yeah. So I think people struggle with the four o'clock. So yeah. Uh, yeah, to see that turnout and a really vocal turnout. Yeah. It's it's always a lot of fun, and I'm sure it really lifts the boys too at yeah. those really critical moments. Yeah. No, it is it is fantastic and really really pleasing to see. And we hope we hope that we get. You know, Easter Sunday next week. We hope we get an even bigger crowd. Would exactly. be against the Broncos, and, and I, we'll talk about that game later. I, I think we're going to have to be at our best because they're going to hit back hard. I reckon. Oh, so, look, they've had a couple of tune-ups, mm. and they uh, they're going to be hurting. They've had some of their greats starting to have a go at you know how willing yep. they are and those sort of things. So we've got to be um, at our best, but. Um, the match fitness in defence these boys are showing. Yep. You know, Broncos are going to have to work really hard to get yep. near us. Yeah. No, it's just been terrific. So, so who was your best tonight, Katrina? You. Well, look, I, what I've struggled with was uh, a lot of the efforts um, yep. across the park were great. I really liked, um, you know, the really uh, hard stuff, the, the hit-ups that Sia does, yep. um, those first hit-ups out of our red zone, that sort of stuff. Um, and I really like the way our fullback hits the ball up. He's I mean, been amazing, hasn't he? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no self-preservation, and, and to me, that sort of lifts the. the if he's he's close to sort of physically structure-wise, the smallest lad on the field, but he, you know, uh, if he's going to run the ball like that, so is everyone else. And yeah. I just think that sort of. Um, uh, sets a standard for us as well. And we've talked about Chance before on this, and, and I'm not, you might not have been involved when he was first signed a couple of months ago, but, but to me, he's one that's probably come in late, you know, and we won't go ask you to go through the details here, but, but probably on, on a reasonably small contract, I would have thought, compared to, to others. So to come in and to get one late um, that adds to your list when, you know, at that top-up is just amazing. And for him to be performing at the level he has has been just where we really thought we probably had a hole with Jacko going to, to um, 5-8, for him to then go to fullback and to, and to cover that position has been been a real, real bonus for us, I think. Look, it's absolutely a bonus. He's coming in late to, to new systems and yep. structures in a role that I think a lot of people underestimate the role of the fullback in seeing yep. a defensive line. Yep. But, but the guy's attitude and effort makes up for any of the other time and learning that he would have had to do. He's just yep. contagious, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. No, it's great. Very, very pleasing. So, no, look, it's it's great that we great to have you on, yeah, I have thanks. to say, and, and we'd love to have you on again. We'd love to, maybe we had Don on last year. We'd love to maybe grab a couple of other board members at some stage yep. and uh, talk about, about the club, not only not only the on-field, but also the off-field and how it's yep. all going. So Absolutely. We'd love to have you on. Thanks, Thank you very much, Katrina. Thank you. Go the Raiders. Thanks. Um, that was great. Yeah, it was. It, was, it, was, it, was, it just shows no, the passion that we yeah, had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for, for the Raiders. And, and certainly she knows the football too. Um, I think my understanding is Katrina was actually the one that really set the whole women's football yeah, yeah. up in, in Canberra some, some years ago. So, and the women's competition in Canberra is named after her, I believe. So, yeah, um, getting a nod from Steve. Yep. <laughs> watches it all. So, um, yeah, no, look, so let's let's get through some more comments. Uh, David Brew was very critical of hiring him and the start of the season, Andrew McFadden. Oh, this is about uh, McFadden. Yep. Unsuck hero that obviously um, got a CNK. You have to agree we touched on that. Oh, well, I, th- I think he's done more than just get... Um, um, Nickel Clocks did though too. I think oh, I think obviously. that's. I, I, I don't want to just um, gloss over that. I think you know, Cappy, Cappy, and Cappy was great with the um, Meningans I was involved in a few years ago when he was here. So um, I get to know him a bit through that, and um, he was one that you know, 
had come through as an assistant coach, had a real desire to become a, a, a head coach, had, has had that opportunity and and had some reasonable success with that, you know, some ups, ups and downs. Um, but I think he's won. And you see this happening a fair bit now where there's Joe Tarpany actually in his um, leg in a moon boot, Steve. Um, but... Uh, there it is there. So that's that's really the, the big disappointment of the night. But but um, just on Cappy, yeah, I just think he's he's come in and he's and he's delivered um, that's head coaching experience into the coaching group. And of I course. don't I don't think you can you can huh? I don't think you can underrate that. And I think you've seen that happen. You've seen someone like Dave Ferner too, you know, who who had five years here and he's probably gone away and had had um, you know, premiership at Cowboys, good success at at, um, at South Sydney. He's obviously having a tough time of it at Leeds at the moment. But I think you see these guys who are, who talk about being career coaches. You know, years ago you wouldn't have seen this. These no. guys, full time uh, head coach, get sacked. That would be it. You know, they, they probably they may get another job somewhere else, but they wouldn't take a step back. Yeah. We've seen Cappy being willing to, well amazingly being willing to be assistant coach at the club he got sacked from which was amazing I thought last year but but then to come back here and I think has added a lot so I, you can't praise the coaches high enough because what they've what they've promised they've delivered and I think that's where the criticism has been of, of Ricky in the past where you know he's talked about I can fix this I can fix this I can fix this and we've seen the next week the same mistakes happen again so that is turning around, so you know credit where credit's due. But I mean, let's, as I say, four and one. There's you know what's that? Five games in, we're 19 to go. So long way to go yet. Talking of coaches, um, Steve Spencer wonders whether any of this defensive mentality is due to Mick Ennis. Well, look, I think as I said, the whole coaching structure I think is working well. So it's it's impossible for us from the outside to sort of pinpoint one or the other who's who's actually doing doing it and who's who's got the success, but. The whole coaching group's doing well, and Mick Ennis is part of that. Lots of people loving the defence and the yeah. discipline. Gavin Mathers hoping it tarpen his injury is not too serious. Well, so do I. So do I, Gavin. Yeah. But I, I, I'd be very surprised if, if that's the case. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I don't know if it's. You know, I certainly wouldn't think it's season-ending or anything like that. But no. but those ankle injuries normally are a, a decent a thing, decent yeah. thing. So yeah, I would I would think you know. Look, six, six to eight is four a pretty would, popular. Four would be a very, very good result, I would say. Uh, Adam Choker, uh, uh, Canberra's attack needs to... <laughs> Somebody say that in previous years that was an appropriate uh, name for a Raiders fan. Uh, Canberra need, uh, attack needs work. was a bit scrappy, not Hojo's best game. No, we've touched on that. So I think Hojo, Hojo made a few blues tonight, I thought. But, um, look, I, I'm never too worried about that because I think his best form's never far away. Uh, Tim Boyd, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jack White, and please get him out of 5'8". Well, we're 4-1, Tim, Harsh. so we're not going too badly. He's, and he's definitely rocks and diamonds, but I think that's There's not really right. a spot for uh, him back at fullback right at the moment either, so um, I think we'll keep going with that at the moment. Uh, Matthew Sakura is hoping that Bateman wipes out um, Milford next week. Yeah, well, we'll be targeting him as we have targeted. So that's one of the things I think we've done defensively is we've really targeted their smaller guys. So we we targeted Moses, I thought, again tonight. We targeted yep. um, Ponga, Salmon. Ponga, well, Sam, Salmon as well. We, we targeted, targeted Ponga uh, the week before, well, a couple of weeks ago when we played Newcastle. Yep. Targeted Morgan, I thought, really well last week. So we really are aiming up in, in defence. So obviously we've got you know, a history with Milford, and I, I get that why people want to see him um, go a bit harder at him. But, but regardless of that, 
we are targeting their playmakers and that is putting them under pressure and not allowing them to, to um, have the game they want to have. Mike Stevenson saying, are Whiten's bombs the best in the comp? Oh, look, he, he's got a massive boot on him. Um, yeah, I'm... They seem know. to be pretty effective at the moment. I don't know about best in the comp, but they're certainly I'm not, effective. Those I'm not field ones are totally sure there's a great deal of difference between a best bomb and an OK bomb, to be honest, but sure, I think it probably makes, doesn't um, make a huge deal of difference. Sam's saying every tackle had sting it. Now yeah. if they can keep that up and tidy up the mistakes, we can go a long way. That top four at the back end of the season, well, that'd be beautiful if we could be top four. Well, that'd be good. We've got a long way to go for that, but, but yeah, I totally agree with the intensity of the tackles. Uh, did Kotrick beat Ferguson for the New South Wales jersey? Well, I think Ferguson got definitely beat. Well, Blake Ferguson's probably very sick and sore and sorry for himself, I would have mm. thought. But, um, oh, look, I didn't think it was Kotrick's probably greatest I, I, game tonight either. He, um, I think he outplayed Ferguson, but yeah. I don't know that he played himself into a New South Wales jersey tonight. No, I wouldn't have said he's had a great season so far, Kotrick. I think, you know, that's the sort of thing where I, you can be excited because I think there's things like that that are just going to get better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Clayton Croker needs. Oh, what Croker needs to give away the kicking. It was awful at the moment. That we need to fire him. That's. I oh, need to. Well, he look. He missed. He missed one, which which you would expect him to get. I mean, that was a pretty pretty easy shot for a good kicker, and he has missed a few over the season. The ones the last couple of weeks have been wide out. But no, his kicking hasn't been as good. But um, well, Caesar's not playing at the moment, so he's the other option. So I don't think that's going to change anytime soon either. I think he'll he'll get that back as well. Uh, Gareth really liked the interview. I'm assuming that's with uh, Katrina Fanning. Um, okay, Steve Spencer, match fitness has picked he up. Must have, he must season. have turned it on, Harry, because he only walked past about two minutes before that. Um, Steve, Broncos have had ten game, a ten, a day, ten day game, yeah, ten day turnaround. Um, we need to recover well. Uh, I, I reckon. I well, reckon Sunday to Sunday, we've got a full week. We, we, we got, we got a full right. week, which is good. But um, I would say that next week we are going to have to be at our absolute best if we're going to beat Broncos. Because I reckon they will come mm-hmm. out. I think we've got a good run going. They will come very, very angry. It, it is a great opportunity for us next week because it's it's Easter Sunday, which hopefully we'll get a good crowd. I. I, I would imagine that Easter Sunday gets pretty good TV ratings with a lot of people perhaps sitting around for lunch, right? You know, I'm talking right across the country, yep. sitting around for lunch and then probably watching the football. So it's a bit of an opportunity for us as a club to make a statement and say, we're not just here beating a few lower teams, we are here to actually really compete in this competition. And we are going to have to bring our A game because I think they are going to be really, really um, desperate. They've had, they've had a few close losses. Well, Seabold went to the Ricky Stewart School of Coaching with his response after that game last week, uh, the other night. He said, those boys in there on that shed are really hurting. And I just, apart from finding that quite hilarious, it's, it's interesting to see a team that everyone's rated as so good for so long yep. have a coach come out and say that about their team. And, yep. and as Katrina said, the, you know, some of their old boys are starting to really have a dig yeah. at the current team. Yep. So there's a, bit of, there's a bit of feeling going on at the moment at, up there at Red Hill. And um, I, I think that... I think I said it earlier this year that I think the Broncos' youth is going to be good and bad for them, and yep. I think at the moment it's hurting them. Inexperience is hurting them. Um, and at the moment it doesn't help that they've got some injuries too. That hasn't helped them. But they're getting beat up the middle like we were getting beat up the middle the last few years. And at, I, I think if we're going to beat the Broncos next week, we've got to beat them up the middle yep, first. Definitely. definitely. Um, oh, it's re-sunk on me again. Um, just getting those back. Mark... Wants to give us a 3-2-1, so we'll, we'll right. raise that again. If you get on the greenhouse, vote for your player's player with your with your points, please. Uh, Mark Atherson said Sutton 3, Whitehead 2, uh, Charles Nickel Clock, Stad 1. Yep. I think that's... I can't fault those those choices, but they weren't mine. 
Um, Maria, hi boys, good game, was awesome. Who got man of the match? Who did get man of the match? Uh, I think well, well, at, at the ground, Croker, Croker did. did. Um, yeah. He, we'll talk about that in a second, he probably wouldn't have been my first choice, but he's been very, very consistent all season. Um, yeah, um, and I think he was interviewed on Fox, so presumably he got the, yep. the um, that there. Uh, Peter Taylor says, great defence and another great game from CNK, which is obviously yep. Chance again. Um, well, Brandon asks Sammy back again next week. <laughs> you well, would get asked that question. Well, if he keeps popping, if he keeps popping field goals, it's going to be pretty hard to to say no. Uh, yeah, look, my my view again is that, that that game again tonight was a bit the way Sammy Sammy plays. He he at times we needed a halfback to really take that. We we had so much possession, a halfback taking control of that, and and that's probably where Hogson overplays his hand a bit. Yep. A halfback taking control of that would make all that world of difference. So I thought he had a reasonable game again tonight, Sammy. You certainly, you know, you're right. You kick, kick field goals. Obviously, that kick for for White was a great kick. But I do get a bit frustrated at times. He's not quite, you know, he's he's for for mine. I love Sam Williams, but for mine, he's not quite a game winner. And and I still think that that Caesar will be the, the choice. Now, Now Caesar was actually out on the field. He and Royce Hunt were actually out on the field afterwards um, because they missed tonight. They didn't play Mounties, play Mounties doing, right. doing some work. Now, Now Hunt was a bit of a surprise to me that he didn't play Mounties because I thought they could have done that with, obviously, um, the game straight after. But um, Caesar, I would have thought, is just not quite fit yet. So he was never going to play Mounties. <clears> but um, I would have thought he must be pretty close. So I thought next week he'd have to be a, a big chance to be um, up for selection. Now, what they'll do, I still think that Ricky will go with Caesar when he's fit. I think it's hard to ch- change a winning side, and I think even Ricky would say it's hard to change a winning side, and I think while you've got a winning side, you stick with him. Um, I think at the moment, we're, we've got two halfbacks that I don't think are any better or worse than the other one. Um, most people were saying Caesar was getting picked on his stronger defence, and I don't know what Sammy's stats are, but he certainly got getting trampled this year. Um, I think he has put on a bit of size, which is helping. Mm. So both of them drift in and out of games. So you've got to say that's level pegging there. Um, well, he has John Bateman next to him for his defence. That, that makes a big that, difference That does well. help. Um, uh, kicking, I, I, I'm still not convinced Sammy's long kicking game is that crash hot. I mean, he went for a 40-20 tonight, which didn't even get close. Uh, never had the legs. Um, but he did lay on that try for, for, Cotri- uh, for Whiten. Um I really think it's a coin toss with those two guys. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot that really Sammy is uh, being paid to be a backup and is probably loving every second of first grade he gets, um, knowing that that's the position he signed on for. I'm pretty confident Caesar's not in that position and he, he will be expecting to get his jersey back, but I'm not sure that he's playing well enough to, to have earned it just yet. Well, Caesar played the first couple of games probably a bit injured too, so it'll be interesting to see. But but what they what I think they definitely is, Matt, is is there's a there's a spot there for a halfback to take control. Most With definitely. a five eight that's still learning a bit, there is you know, in this side a, a heart there is a spot for a halfback to be the icing on the cake. Most because definitely. you know, if we get the right halfback in there, there's not gonna be we're not gonna lose anything in, in the defensive line, we're not gonna lose anything in our in our spirit that we've got there. If we just get a halfback that can control the game and when we're getting all those repeat sets can actually just probably put that, that you know magic kick in, we can um, be an even better side than what we are. And that's and to me that's probably what we need if we want to really challenge the top sides. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think there's still a spot there. Yeah, look I, I 
just to add to that, I, th- I think White, uh, Williams' kicking game tonight was pretty good. He did yep. get us quite a few repeat sets in that first half. So I think he's playing well enough, but it's consistency. And I agree, he, he's not, neither of those guys has taken the game by the scruff of the neck. And some of that has to do with the way Hodgson's playing. But a lot of that has to do, I think, with their mentality of calling the ball as well. I think I think that's a big difference between the really good halfbacks and the good halfbacks. The really good ones want the ball. Um, and I think that's the difference. Not too many teams would win three games in a row with their, their halfback out. And we've True. done that. So, you know, that, that's a real feather in, in the cap that won the whole team. But also Sammy is to, you know, he's been able to come in and keep that keep that winning streak going. Uh, Croker will be leading point scorer before his career is over. I think that's probably right. He'll be... I, I, they were definitely talking about it the other night when, when Smith, Smith well, Cameron, took the Cameron Smith gun. might play until he's about 68 the way he's going. But, um, yeah, you'd have to think so. If, if time eventually catches up with Cameron Smith, um, Croker, Croker will continue to score a lot of points. And, and if he... And barring serious injuries, and you know things can turn pretty quickly, and you can have the back end of your career struggle. But um, if he if he continues to have a good run with injuries, which he's had for the last ten years, yeah, I would think definitely. Yeah, uh, Andrew wants an Easter present with uh, a win against the Broncos. Be nice. Yeah, uh, Pat Williams or Caesar. Well, I think we've we've talked about that. Game management was good last year. We would have panicked and gone. Uh, for tries instead of repeat sets. Well, yep. I agree. The game management in that first half was way better. Um, John wants to stick with Williams next week. And at the end, field goal. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. true. That's true. So we're, we're, we're kicking field goals. That's a good point, too. We are kicking field goals for fun, which, which does seem to be um, a little bit of a turnaround from what previous years have been where we couldn't kick one to save ourselves. So we've kicked, what, three in so far? Maybe four even this, this season. I think it's so three. Three. So it's, three. It's at least three. Could yeah, be three. So, um, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often. But it's, it's nice to be kicking them when we're 18, 18 nil in front. Yeah, well, that, that's right true. Um, uh, Nigel's saying he thinks Sam Williams' short game is way better than Caesar's. Um, he keeps getting us repeat sets. I think that's pretty good. Uh, rip on John Murbrad. We want Mounties, Raiders, Premierships. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty awesome. I, I'd love to see um, a dual a dual setup like that. Uh, Lauren, are we worried about the attack? Can we turn it around? Um, no, I'm not, Lauren. I, I I get what you're saying there. That um, you know maybe we're not as free flowing as what we've been in the past, and and probably you know we scored what 19 points tonight. Um, <sighs> Most games last year, we probably scored more than that, even the half the time we got beat, even though yeah. we did score more than that. Um, no, I think that'll come. I really do. I think that I think that Kotrick's been a little bit quiet so far. Um, Rapana's been coming back from injury. Obviously, last week he was very, very good. Um, I think it'll happen. And But as I say, I think there's just that that spot there for that halfback taking control. Hogson maybe um, having a bit better game than he had tonight. And, and suddenly those three tries become five, six, seven. And they come pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I think the patience thing um, comes into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people have probably noticed it. We're playing a lot of crash ball at the moment, and and to be honest, it's a bit infuriating. A bit infuriating. It's a bit like uh, years gone by when all we would do is bomb to John Monaghan and hope that it comes off. Well, we're now doing this crash ball thing, and yeah. Um, you know, it worked tonight. Papali did get one. It took about 27 tries to get there, but we finally got a crash ball try. Um, we have to think of something else and. Um, in previous years, we used to have that sweep play out the back, and now I know that 
CNK can't play that sweet play like Jack yep. Whiten can. And I know the couple of times we did try to get it, Jack Whiten got a bad bad ball from Sammy yep. and a couple of things like that. So it doesn't always come off. But we, we we need other options outside of that. And if we've only got two moves, we need to think of something else much faster. Yeah, no, look, I think it'll come. So, um, But, but hey, if we're going to keep the opposition uh, to nil, provided we score one, that's enough, isn't it? So, it is. um, you know, that's that's the thing. And, and I wouldn't have thought that, and I might make a fool of myself here a bit, but if if you added up how many points the Storm, the Roosters, the, the um, South have scored, who are the top four with us, um, I wouldn't have thought they would have scored a whole heap more points than us. Well, the Chooks are, I think, five or six ahead of us, yeah. points differential, and the Storm are about or 10, 12, Yeah, and they've like won that. four so, games. Oh, five, so five games, they've won yeah. more. Um, so, um, yeah, no, look, it's not like we're miles behind on on, on that. So, no, I, I think that'll come. We might yeah. even have the best. I, the I, I, well, there I've you go. Well, I think we, we probably do. do. If, okay. with, if we've mils. conceded 44 points in five games, I mean, that's that's extraordinary that we'd have our best best defence. And, and I guarantee you, if we end the season with the best defence in the NRL, and it's a long, long way to go to get that, but if we end the, then we will be... Um, Right in the in the thick Ooh, of things yeah, for the definitely. for the finals, I tell you. Most definitely. Um, uh, who's pr- <laughs> no? We won't read that one. Uh, do you think Hodjo needs to take on the line more? Because uh, he kicked one through where yeah he did he kicked one over the trial. yeah I do yeah, did. yeah I do. there was one he could have walked over yep I yep. agree I think with, there was a couple of Andrew. times yep. couple of times Andrew where he did have. He did have space, and I, that's what we're talking about. I don't think he always made the right decision tonight. He normally his decision making is so good, but um, I think he made made the wrong decision a couple of times, and I think he he could have backed himself and scored a couple of times tonight. Yeah, I agree, and I, yeah. I think that that'll come too. I mean, that's that whole attack thing and 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 reading the play and yeah. taking it sort of thing. Um, I think I think his his instinct is to pass or kick. Um, taking on the line's not really his go. So if if and when he sees it, hopefully he'll get some tries out of it. Yep. Um, otherwise, I think we're just about up to date. So we're up there with all those. I here think. we go. Steve's giving us an update. Mike Stevenson's trying to ask a question. Um, Steve, Steve has said the Storm on sixty, Roosters fifty-eight, Raiders fifty-three, and that's the points difference. So, um, oh, okay, that might be points differential saying, rather. That's points difference. I don't think it's points scored though. Surely, points conceded. Points conceded. Sorry. No, look, I'm anyway, anyway, but, but what I'm saying is our, is our is our attack is not not. Yeah, not and and Will Garner saying uh, defense wins titles, and that's very true. Well, there's one that's just come up rather uh, novel there. Uh, Nigel's back. The thing with us this year is that we are working hard for each other in defence. We're not panicking with the football. We're staying in the grind. We're playing all 80 minutes. The players that have to come in top grade are playing... uh, Sorry, it's just jumped on me. The players that have come into the top grade are playing above themselves, which is great. Remembering we still have Emre Gula waiting for his chance and Bailey Simonson. We have the depth. This year is the first time in ages... uh, is looking positive for all the supporters. Well, we do. We so so when we when we look at our Mountie side, I think particularly in the in, we talk. So we go through that, and we so they had a good win today. They they took a little while to get. They 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 were a bit similar to us in, in that they started really well, but then conceded a couple of tries just the end of the first half. They were down at half time, um, got away with it in the second half. It took a little while to get going, but. Um, yeah, there is certainly some depth there. So there's some. I thought Jack Murchie probably had um, the best I've seen him play for. A little bit. Um, not that I've seen a lot of Mounties this, this year, but I thought he was good tonight. Um, Collins, I think, is still impressive. I think you know he's probably that sort of journeyman backup there that we've got. I think he, if he has to come into the side, I think he'll do the job. Emre Gula, who's probably um, not had as good a season as maybe he would have hoped so far. He's coming off the bench at the moment, um, but was okay. I thought tonight. 
Um, so there certainly is some depth in the, in the forward. You've got Luke Bateman, who, who obviously was a mainstay in the team um, previously. So if he has to come into the team, he certainly won't do, won't let anyone down. Um, so you've got a fair bit of depth there in the forwards. Um, and you've also got a little bit in the backs too. We had um, uh, Simmonson is, do, is doing quite well at, at fullback, I thought. Um, well, he has eight tries in four games now, and he set up a couple tonight. So yeah, yeah, um, we, we pretty good. We got a couple of injuries there in the in the backs at the moment because Brad Abbey's Brad Abbey's injured and, and Oldfield's injured. So so we we probably lose a little bit of depth there. Then and the guys that scored the tries tonight, that Rennie scored a hat trick. He's a Mounties player. Santini scored one or two. He, um, I think only one, but he's Mounties player. Um, Andre, Andre Nico, Nico Andre Nico got a couple who who is Raiders, but that that. Um, uh, what's it called? Development squad, Ben, and he's probably he's probably been battling to get a game in the Mountie side actually. When they had um, a couple of others in there, he's been playing a little bit in the um, next level down in the Ron Massey Cup. So, um, yeah, but there is certainly some depth there, and um, you know, Hingano's sort of battling along, probably not playing great, but but he's he's there as well. So there are a few options, which is good. Um, and that that well, we will need that because we'll lose troops as we go, and and we'll need to turn that over. So um, that is that is pleasing. And, and also, Jersey Flag had a win today. They won thirty to twelve. They had three absolute nail biters in the first three games. They drew the first. They won the second one very narrowly. They got beat by two points last week. So it was nice to actually have a bit more of a, a um, steady win, which was good. We're eighteen nil up at half time. Um, that was very good. The uh, other good news this weekend was the 18s um, had a win in their final. So That's good. They um, they finished sixth, played the elimination final, won quite easily yesterday against uh, 34-10. There we go against Belmain. Um, they go on to next week. I'm not too sure who they play, but Central Coast, we think. So um, they're still going. So, that, so it's been a good weekend all around for the club. So, look, we're in a really good position. As I say, not getting overly carried away because I don't think we've beaten the top sides. But... If you just compare, I think we played Parramatta in the fifth game last year, and that was our first win. If you just compare where we're at this year compared to where we were at this last year, it is so different, and it do, really does give us a platform to build our season from. We, we, you know, if we're going to go in four and one after after this, hopefully we can win um, another couple. And, and I honestly don't know when the last time we were actually. Um, this might be a question for someone. When's the last time we we're actually um, with a positive record at halfway? I know this is our best start for you know since 2005, but that's that's sort of taking on the first four or five games. But I can't remember the last time we actually had a positive record at halfway. And it's probably 2005. And well, I, if I was to hazard a guess, I'd say it was that year. I reckon we won those first four, and I reckon we hardly won one after that. But even even 2016, when we finished second, I don't think we had. Well, I no, we came home like a freight train in 16. We, would, we, we wouldn't have been. At, we wouldn't have been any better than six and six. We might have been six and six. I reckon we're probably five and seven at halfway. So. We are really in a position where we can have can play from in front this season, and and that's so different to what we've been doing, even in the good years where we seem to have played catch up all the time. Yeah, look, I mean, you look at that season the Sharks had when they were like fifteen and one or yeah. something, um, and then they went on a trot where they lost four or something in a row. The difference ones they'd already had the runs on the board; they yeah. had time to have a lapse. Um, in plenty of previous seasons, we've been. In the mix, in the mix, in the mix, and if you have a lapse, you're gone. Yeah. Um, you know, starting at four and one gives you as, as much as you don't want to think about losses. It gives you a little bit of a buffer to have yeah. have a bad week. 
Yeah. Um, so let's hope we don't have one of those. It'd be nicer sure. to go. Parramatta bus going, I think. It'd be nicer to go 15 and one. But yep. um, you know, let's let's sort of look at it realistically and go. You know, if we were, I don't know, 10 and. Ten and four, you know, fourteen yeah, weeks long, in, you know, you long, long way to laughing. go, long, long way to go to that. But, but we are, we are playing from in front. We need to keep doing that. So that's good. So, and, and as I say, I'm, I'm more impressed with the way we're playing because I think the way we're playing is actually sustainable for um, success. So, um, I think we might wrap it up there. Um, otherwise, we'll get Simon to come over there with that drum in a second. We don't really need that on Greenhouse Live again. Um, as fun as he is with that drum, we don't really need him there. Um, so I think we might wrap it up. Yep. Broncos next week. Um, until the then, ground. yeah, get out to the ground. Easter Sunday. We'll Cheers, see please. you then. Three, two, ones. That's right, three, two, ones. Of course, <laughs> we'll always feel that. Hey, Simon. Um, three, two, ones. I'm going to give three to Papali because I thought he set the platform early on. Yep. I know he didn't play um, a lot of minutes, but he set the platform. I am going to give two to Nickel Clockstead because I just think he's just been superb every week. And... I think I'm going to give one to Kroger just because I probably haven't been putting him in the top three other weeks and I think he's had a very, very good consistent season. So um, he maybe gets one ahead of Sutton because I gave Sutton one last week. Well, I've gone for the same three players but in a different order. I, I've given Croker the three points. Um, I think he's been good enough in previous weeks and again tonight to earn it. Um, you know, he, he was reading the play well enough. I mean, he, st- he stole that offload off... Paulo very early and then raced 80 metres downfield. I mean, he read it like a book, which was great. I've given two to Papali because he was a rock in the middle and just kept going forward. And Klockstad gets my one. Um, I can't say anything wrong about that guy. He just keeps showing up. It's fantastic. Very good. Okay. So let's let's not let's not forget to vote on the gh.com.au or the Facebook and the Facebook group. Here we go. Facebook group. Um, also, of course, we're now on YouTube with uh, Greenhouse Live, so you can watch us and there. SoundCloud as well, I think. And SoundCloud. So, so hello to anyone who's, who, I guess, by the end of this, has watched us or listened to us on that on those mediums. So, um, very good. We'll see you back here next Sunday. Have a good Easter up until then, and then hope, let's hope we have an even better Easter with a win over the Broncos. But until then... Go the Raiders. Go Raiders.